Welcome to Star of the Doubts. Today, I have a special co-host. His name is Cameron House. Cameron, thank you so much uh, for being a part of today's special interview. Well, thank you so much for having us on here today, Jared. We're excited about Joshua's story and what he has to share. Absolutely. So, that said, uh, my name is Jared, of course, and we have Cameron, and then we mentioned that we have Joshua with us today, and there's going to be people that be like, well, I don't know about Joshua, and you're in for a real treat because uh, there's a really good story here. So, i uh, tell you what, if you're willing, Cameron, let's just have you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about Joshua, and then we can uh, get started with uh, chatting with Joshua. Okay, happy to. So, years ago in Iran, Joshua grew up, and he was a devout Muslim, and he converted to Christianity. And he started some underground house churches with some other people there in Iran. And he ended up spending some time in prison. He ended up going to Turkey, and then he came to the United States. And while he was in the United States, he uh, needed some help with his writing in English. And uh, he met my wife, and they became friends. And then Joshua was introduced to me, and we knew that we were all believers. And so we started Bible study together. And uh, about four years ago, we ended up uh, adopting Joshua as an adult adoption. And now we work with Joshua in a ministry called Go and Do, which is where we are working with underground believers in Iran. Excellent. All right. Well, Joshua, welcome to the show. And um, for those that obviously are not going to be familiar with you, which is pretty much everybody, would you be willing to tell us a little bit about yourself and about your background? Yeah. Thank you for having me. On your podcast, Jared, I really appreciate sure. it. So as you know, I'm Joshua. So I born in Iran as a Muslim and uh, I grew up in a very Muslim family. I converted to Christianity. And then as soon as I converted to Christianity, we started having the house churches. And then as a result of having house church, I went to prison a few times. And then I left the city and then I left the country. and then. I end up to come to the United States. Wow. And, and that's the quick overview, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there's a, a lot in between there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear more about that. Go ahead and, and uh, we'll just keep going here, Cameron. Okay. Josh, tell us a little bit about why you feel the need right now to tell and share your story. That's a great question. <laughs> I really appreciate the story. You know, I, for the years, I didn't want to talk about what's happened to me and what's happened to many others who converted in Iran and to went to prison because of, you know, the situation that we lived, we learned to hide everything and every story. And when I came to America that, you know, I learned these testimonies is very valuable because I was one of the luckiest people who come to America and, you know, survive. And, I saw like many of many of my friends, they didn't want to talk about their story. They didn't want to talk about prison. They didn't want to talk about what's happened to them and to their family. So after a while, I feel the responsibility to, you know, to start to talk about all this trauma, to talk about all of these things happen to not just to me, to many other people. So that story is kind of the story of rejection, rejection from my own family, rejection from my friends from the country, even from the some organization, because they didn't want me to be who I am. They wanted to make decision for me and for many of people like me 
to make decision who we should be. So that's why I wanted to be a voice for many untold stories and be a voice for many people who are in prison and have no opportunity to tell their stories. So that was the reason. Josh, I, I have not heard the story of, of how basically your conversion from being a Muslim to becoming a Christian. Uh, can you just share that and, and tell us a little bit about how that happened? You know, as I explained to, into, in the book, I was very strict, strict Muslim. And my mm -hmm. family, you know, when I was so young, my father, he pushed us to learn Arabic and to study Quran very well. And he kind of devoted me to become a good mullah. And, you know, after I studied Quran, I had a lot of questions and I started to ask my question, but I never got the answer. And then when I was 15, 16, I start to say, okay, no one going to respond to my questions. I kind of ignore the religion. And I said, you know, if Allah cannot answer me, no one can answer me. Until one day I was in some uh, wedding and one of my friends, he introduced me the Bible and he told me, I know you read Quran very well. But now I think you need to read the Bible because in Iran, Bible is illegal. You cannot have a Bible. So I got the Bible. I start to read Bible. And I was like, my first reaction when I read the Bible, especially book of John, I was like, wow, Jesus is very poor guy. I wish I could help you. And then that was the start, the relationship between me and Yeshua. So I want to ask a question about something that uh, you do. Is uh, How did you get interested in drawing? Since I was a child, I just loved to draw. You know, <laughs> I was drawing everywhere, even on my skin. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and all the stories started with that. You know, I started to draw a cross, and I didn't know why I draw a cross all the time. You know, I was seven years old. I was drawing cross. And even my family was like, why you draw a cross? And I didn't know until one day, one of my friends, he told me, you draw a cross all the time in your forehead, forearm, sorry, forehead. <laughs> and we start to have a tattoo. So I wanted to have a permanent cross in my arms. And you know that tattoo actually started everything. Hmm. Joshua, you spent time in prison. And part of the thing about being in prison is that the government there wanted names of other believers. Yeah. And the goal of a believer in prison is not to give up names of fellow believers. And not giving up the names, the torture becomes worse. Do you forgive the Iranian government for what they did? Because that's got to be a hard thing. That's a tough question. Because it's easy to say, "For I forgive someone. And to me, it took seven years until I get to the point that I'm going to forgive those people who tortured me because I think they are a victim. For seven years, I was thinking I'm a victim until I got to this point. They are the victim of ideology, of the wrong ideology, and I wasn't the victim. So I got to this point, I'm going to forgive them. But until today, I don't think... I'm going to forgive Iranian government 
because they know what they are doing. But those people who torture me or who put me in prison, they don't know. They are just following. So, yes, I forgive those people who tortured me, but I still working on forgiving the government, which I think this is so hard to forgive them. Yeah, understandable. For We, we alluded to this a little bit, but we mentioned that uh, there's actually a book. It's uh, Becoming Joshua is the name of the book. And I was curious, uh, why Becoming Joshua? That's a wonderful question because I love Joshua. <laughs> not my, not me, but the character of Joshua, which in Hebrew we say Yusha. You know, I earned that name. I think it took almost 30 years working so hard, you know, being in a wrong religion, losing the family, losing the friends, leaving everything behind, become a refugee. And then come to America, you know, learn other language until I earned that name, you know, until I became Joshua. You know, I wasn't Joshua, you know, I became Joshua. That's why that name is a lot to me because when Cameron and Michelle, I told them like, you choose name for me. And they told me, we want to call you Joshua. Are you okay with that? And I was like, this is my dream to be a Joshua. <laughs> hmm. So becoming Joshua for me, it wasn't just the name. You know, I earned that name. Joshua, your message is about loving and accepting everyone, even the people in the Iranian government who mistreated you. Why is this message so close to your heart? Because first time when I read the New Testament, the only thing that touched my heart until today, and it's every day to me, this is a fresh. It was the, Jesus' message. His message was love one another and accept each other. And when first time when I read that, when I understand why Jesus came to earth, you know, yeah, take my sin and save me. But his main message was accept each other and love each other. And that became, for me, it became a big, big deal. And I start to tell to all of our house church, like every day when we start, we start with that love each other, accept one another. Because I cannot love you if I don't accept you. And because the message of love each other and accept one another is not about color, it's not about culture, it's not about who you think you are. It's very international. You know, it's about black and white, any religion. If you don't have love, you're dead. People today get it backwards, though, right? They think, oh, if I love somebody, then I will accept them. But they need to accept first. Oh, definitely. You know, this is how even go and do, we go by that. We say, accept each other. First accept and then love. Because until I don't accept you, I can't love you. And two of Yeshua's biggest commands were love God with all your heart yes. and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Joshua, what are, what are some Bible verses that have encouraged you throughout all of these experiences? I have a few verses that, you know, I love. One of the most important verse to me was John chapter 8, verse 32. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Because this verse, 
I think I told that verse to more than thousand Muslims. They were all looking for the truth, and I was using that verse all the time. Because they were always telling me, you know, Allah is a true. And I was telling them, you think this is the truth because someone else told you. You should find the truth. And if you're looking for the truth, you will find it because truth is right in front of you. Do you think there are things that people in America do not know about Iranian believers or about the underground church? And what would those things be that they don't know? American Christian or overall? Overall or Christians. Overall is, you know, the media about Iran, you know, you, you don't know the truth. <laughs> you know, you don't know what's happening in Iran. And, you know, some of my experience, like most people, when I say I'm from Iran, they, they tell me, oh, you have a lot of desert. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we have a lot of mountain. <laughs> so... I'm sorry. What was the question? No, sorry, Jared. I'm just distracted from. <laughs> no, it's okay. Are there misconceptions from Americans about Iran as a country and about Iranian believers? It's kind of a very tough question. <laughs> about Iranian believers, we are talking about Iranian Christian, yeah, who converted in Iran. In my experience, in 15 years' experience working converting in Iran and working with people who converted in in Iran. When they convert, they are ready to give up everything they have. Like converting for them is not just, oh, I convert to Christianity. When they convert, it's mean from the moment they accept the Christ, it's mean I'm ready to give up everything I have. I'm ready to give my life. So that's very different. When I came here, I saw a lot of church, a lot of believers, and I see a lot of knowledge. Like every church I go and most of the Christians I see in America, they know Bible very well. Like, <laughs> like you know, every verse because they have it, a lot of class, a lot of pastors. We don't have this stuff. But one thing that I feel here, I don't know if I can say or not, you know, I want to be very honest, but at the same time, I, wanna, I don't want to break anyone's heart. But I see here, they miss the real Yeshua. I'm sorry if I say that because, you know, I love believers here. They teach me a lot. But most of the church, when I go, I see Yeshua as a brand, not as a God. And that breaking my heart. And I see Yeshua very simple. I think sometimes they make it very simple. Like, oh, it's here. Like over there, we give our life to know one sentence about Yeshua. Maybe because the freedom, sometimes freedom make people think, oh, I have everything I want. That was the big, I know that is not good for podcasts. I, I know, Jared, maybe you can like cut that part. Because that question was one of the hardest questions. Uh, no, I think it's a good question. And um, I think I, it's very easy as an American Christian to be, you forget, you don't, you only uh, are focused on, you know, what's going on in your own world and, and you don't understand or a number of Christians in the United States don't understand what's happening in Iran or, or in other countries uh, where it's illegal to own a Bible, like you said, and, and um, you can be, you can be, you know, punished severely or even killed for having faith in Jesus. So that I think is, um, uh, you're right. I think that is sad that there's a number of, of American Christians that probably do take their faith for granted 
because they've not had the experiences and had the the difficulties of really being fully committed to to the faith and what that cost truly is. Even though uh, Jesus says, you know, if you if you follow me, you gotta you know take up your cross daily, and you have to follow me. So I appreciate you sharing that, Joshua. I think that's a a good word for uh, people to to hear and to realize. So, Josh, where can uh, listeners either go online to find out more about you, about the book, about the gallery, about the ministry? Where can they go? So we have a website, becomingjoshua.org, and we have a book, Becoming Joshua, His First to Life. We wrote that book, we established that website, and I tried to draw a lot of, you know, black and white pictures. The reason I did that, because I wanted to show the pain. I wanted to show the cost of being Christian. I wanted to, you know, people go to that website, read that book, not to understand, not because to see who I am, because we have a lot of Joshua in Iran and even here. Sometimes you can be persecuted when you're in freedom country, when people reject you. you know, because I saw here a lot of good Christians, they rejected by some other maybe churches or pastors or people just because of they wanted to follow exactly what Jesus wants. So I want people to go to that website. I want people to read that book, not because of me. I want people like kind of awake the soul you know, to understand its cost to be Christian is not free. Joshua, how can uh, someone who's listening to this, who, who is a Christian and wants to know, how can they pray for you? How can they pray for the underground church in Iran? What do you tell that person? If someone, if that message touched someone's heart and they want to pray for not just Iranian believers, you know, people in Iraq and Afghanistan, Middle East is really hard to be Christian or convert to Christian. Maybe this is like opposite than what they think. I don't want they pray for safety. I want they pray for the light come all over the Middle East. Safety is good to have, but since we convert and we believe in Jesus, we are done. We are safe. Yeah. But I want, if that message really touched their heart, I want they pray for the light of Yeshua, for the light of Jesus. Come to the Middle East, touch Muslims' hearts, and touch Muslims' governments to change the whole Middle East, because this is the place that Yeshua born. Yes. This is the place that the Word of God came. So I want to pray that Word goes to people's heart and spread it. Amen. Joshua, we always like to finish uh, the podcast with final thoughts. So you've, you've shared a lot of really wonderful things, and uh, you just gave some really good uh, perspective on how Christians can pray. What, what are, what's a final thought about the book or just about your experience that you want to share with people listening? The final things, you know, we established here, go and do ministry. And go and do is based on Jesus' 12 steps. If they can join, join. If you want to do more, you know, call us. We have that ministry. 
We want to make it grow. We want, especially in America, I want to bring as much as people in America into the Turkey and show them Ephesian, Corinthian, you know, the cities that Paul had the first churches years ago. Sorry, maybe you should do this again because I don't know why I can't focus. <laughs> Can you say it again, Jared? I'm so sorry. Actually, I I don't think we need to redo it. I think this has been very truthful and honest, and uh, I think that's uh, that's helpful. Yeah, I, I, Joshua, I appreciate you. I appreciate your sacrifice. I appreciate you being willing to share. Maybe that's not easy at times, but I'm grateful that you are willing to do that. And there are a number of people that need to hear your story, that need to uh, read this book and need to be aware of what's going on so they can, uh, as you said, pray that, that the light of Jesus will be spread amongst these nations, which we, we know uh, from Scripture that it will be. So we just pray that God's uh, will will be done and that he'll allow that and he'll do that. So I really appreciate you uh, being bold, having the courage. Uh, I appreciate you sharing today. And uh, thank you for being a guest on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for thank, having us. Yeah, thank you so much, Jared. Uh, you did mention that ministry real quickly. Um, Cameron, can you tell us where people can check out that ministry? Sure. If you go to becomingjoshua.org, there's a link mm -hmm. there for ministry, and it'll explain a little bit about what we do. And one of the things that we've done for the last couple of years is work with underground believers, and we've been teaching them Bible and teaching them English. And so if they go to the website, they can find out more information. If they would like some more information directly, they can email us at goando27 at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to share more information with them. But basically, we have people in America who are teaching believers in Iran, and uh, it could be Bible, it can be English. It could be guitar. So we're doing a lot of things like that to help encourage them. But it's incredible the amount of encouragement that we get from them. The fact that they most of them don't have a Bible. They don't have Strong's Concordance. They don't have books by their favorite Christian authors. They can't Google things, but yet they're learning about Yeshua, and it's because of the Holy Spirit. Iran is number nine on the World Watch list. So number nine as far as persecution. But yet they're also the hotbed of Christianity. People are converting by the, the thousands there. So if people are interested, we're more than happy to give them more information. And they can check out Josh's website to get that information. Wonderful. Again, Joshua, thank you. And Cameron, thank you as well. And uh, definitely look forward to following up with you in the future to, to hear about uh, how things are going. And hopefully we have continued uh, good reports and good news uh, to share. So thank you again. Thank you very much, Jared. Thank you so much, Jared.